1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Off the screen, bounce past to Looney at the elbow. Looney turns, hands it back to Clay. Takes it off balance. Three, it's nothing but that. Largest lead of the night for the Warriors is right now! Golden State 105, Minnesota 99.
2: Oh, it was huge. Kind of resembles the run we had to go on last
3: year when um, Steph and Dre were out of the lineup for a little bit. We faced some adversity and see a lot of parallels to this year of young guys stepping up, playing more minutes than they're used to, making huge plays down the stretch. Things don't go your way. We're playing through adversity. We're not hanging our heads. And I'm just proud of every single player on this team. That was a collective effort, and we continue to protect home court and just something to build on. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game.
2: Okay, Clay. That's interesting right there. I see a lot of similarities between last year and this year. (laughs) Do you? Because I think fans are having a hard time seeing it. But I get what he's saying. I fully get what he's saying, which is that here you are coming down the stretch and you don't have your guys. And so it's fascinating man last year was so different. the the difference being last year there wasn't this stress it was the same thing of hey when you get to the end of the month of march are you healthy and the answer ended up being yes and the warriors went on their run but you didn't have to worry in that month of march remember the stress we had last year was like oh my gosh did i fall to the three seed oh no now it's like man I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're going to get in, but, but last night was a huge step. I really think this conversation was darn close to being a very different day when they're down by twelve in the fourth quarter. What'd you say the analytics were at for, for uh, game probability? Ninety-three percent for uh, Minnesota to win that game. Seven percent chance for the Warriors to win the game. And if they don't, wh- what do we sound like today? Right, because that's, that is a team you had essentially, I know they had played two more games, but you're both 500. Right. They're the seven seed, you're the nine seed. That game was like a game and a half. And with the way the Lakers are playing, if it knocks you down with Portland coming in the very next night, dude, that was a really, really big disaster. If they didn't go on that fourth quarter run. Just
3: another, another in a long season of unfortunate losses is what that would be. And it would put a lot more pressure on the Portland game, certainly. And not that now Portland, it's a freebie. Because now you want to continue to stack wins, especially at home, because you've been so bad on the road. But you would look at that game and say, well, of course they lost in Minnesota. You don't have Draymond. You don't have Wiggins. You don't have Steph. And if those guys don't come back soon, this season's going to get away from you. And it's going to be a lost year. And we would be thinking about the catastrophe that lies ahead had they not recovered and won that game. But instead, it's how do you keep DiVincenzo? And my God, Clay Thompson, you are back. And you you put it in our show thread, he's back back. Not only is he back... He's all the way back. He's, He's back almost Chris back, Berman back, back. Yeah. back. <laughs> He's back to back, back. And so now we look at things completely different. You're right, because of a seven-minute
2: stretch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's, that's the NBA. And I, I'll just say this, and especially for all of you uh, load management warriors out there who have been really upset at the NBA in recent years and at recent times because... We've gotten so many stories of I drove 100 miles to go to this game and right. I've got tickets one time and then my guy's not playing when I get there and then the all star game looks like it does. I just think we were really coming down the stretch of a very uncomfortable conversation and sports never wants to get here. Baseball's been dealing with it for a few years now. Instead of talking about races, instead of talking about individual performances, we're talking about watchability. That's not good. You don't want that. You don't want someone to look at your entertainment and be like, can I even sit down and not be bored? And that's where we were headed. And then this weekend was a very positive step for the NBA because you've got games where everybody is like full bore effort. We have got to win. There's urgency before the end of the month of February that we don't usually get. And then here's something you almost never get in the NBA. You want to know what I felt over the weekend? And I I saw this from a lot of people. Scoreboard watching. That's a baseball thing. We don't do that very much in the NBA. Sometimes you do it when you get to the last week. We've got over a month left still. And we're scoreboard watching. Do you know how positive that is for the league? Like as a Warrior fan, would you sit down right now and watch the lakers play the mavericks earlier in the day because you have a vested interest in that game for your
3: team no doubt and if you look at the association in total right now of the 30 teams around the nba there are only four that you can look at and say well you're done and that is charlotte detroit and in the west it's san antonio and houston the other 26 even if you look at Orlando, twenty-five and thirty-six, they're only three and a half yeah. out of the ten. Mark. It's a little bit of a stretch. No, it's I know not it's, a stretch. I know it's, well,
2: three and a half when two, you'd have to you'd have to jump three teams. But you're three and a half out of a play-in spot. It's not ridiculous, and, and you've yeah. got twenty-one games left to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And you're talking about like Washington has lost a couple in a row, and if Orlando wins a couple and Washington loses a couple, I know you have to get over Chicago and Indiana. The point is your point, which is. Your scoreboard watching. If you're an Orlando Magic fan, and you are one of these fans who really is locked in on every single season and every chance to be a playoff team, you're not giving up yet. Charlotte and Detroit, San Antonio and Houston, yes. Victor Wembanyama. that's all your focus is. But the other 26 teams, you at least have a chance to convince yourself that you can get into that play-in. So yeah. to that extent, yes, the NBA has got it going on. The bigger problem, though, other than load management, is the fact that you have so much mediocrity in the NBA right now. There are so many teams that you look at and you say,
2: you're not very good. You're right, but then again, and, and, and here's what I mean by that. Like, let's go Western Conference. Somebody in this pack of mediocrity is not actually mediocre. I, I refuse to believe it because if we set apart Denver Memphis and I'm I'm ready to set Sacramento apart by the way, like a hell of a weekend for them by that, this three game win streak has been huge. They're now 10 games over 500. They've separated themselves from the suns by three games. That's a lot at this time of the year. Like the Kings, you ready for this? The Kings are gonna host round one. They are going to host round one, and that's fantastic. That's just great for them. It's great for the conference. It's great for the league. They
3: might win the Pacific Division, and a friend of the program, Trista Crick, tweeted out she's got a 45-to-1 ticket that they win the division. Oof. And somebody hit me with that. I did a show yesterday on the BetQL (laughs) Network, and they're like, what do you think about the Kings winning the Pacific Division? And I was like, the division?
2: I I never even think about the division anymore in terms of the NBA. You don't. Nobody does. Exactly. I'm a Sacramento fan. I bet a million dollars you couldn't go on the street and find someone to even name the teams in the Pacific Division. I was going to say the same thing to you. Yeah, you would not. I'd be hard-pressed. Very hard-pressed. I do know that the Warriors are in it. I think Portland's in it, but they might not be. Uh, you're correct. They're not. You see? They're- How are they not? They're, they're literally on the Pacific Ocean. Right, but there's another division called the Northwest. It's a joke. How do you keep Portland out of that, huh? <laughs> think about that for point. a second. All right? Huh? Huh? Uh, yeah. How do you keep them out Your of that? The bigger question is why is Oklahoma City in the Northwest? Because they're not. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> The Pacific, no, Phoenix, your Pacific is, yeah. you're 800 miles from the Pacific. It's the L.A. teams, the Warriors, just, the Suns, and the Kings. Um, it just come yeah. on. You want to trade Portland for the Suns? But then the Suns would be in the Northwest. You'd have to change I the I want to do away then. with divisions. because well, They have done away with divisions. No, they
3: haven't. Because I, I think when the seedings all come down, don't the top three division winners get one, oh, two, and three seeds?
2: Great question. It I, used to be that way. It did. And I think the answer's no. Anymore. I really okay. do. I think the yeah. answer's no. I, I think it's just your top six seeds, obviously. Then you get two more added in and it, based on record. Um, I think I think you're right that it used to be. Yeah. In fact, I know because if you look at the Eastern Conference right now,
3: Miami's the seven. They're the seven, but they're leading the uh, Southeast. Right, but but the
2: Sixers have. A, and by the way, Washington's in the Southeast. What? is <laughs> it Washington nah. closer to the Northeast? Come on, you know this. You used to Come root for on. the NFC West that included Atlanta and New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, who cares about East. all this? It's whatever. Do away
3: with divisions, and this is memo to baseball as well. If you're going to do your cockamamie
2: balance schedule... Let's just do away with the divisions. It's
3: stupid. That I
2: don't agree with, at least not yet. Let's look what the unbalanced schedule looks like. By the way, since you brought up baseball, can I ask you a quick question? Let's go. Quick question, and then we'll get back to Warriors. Because I've
3: got thoughts on uh, this pitch clock where we had a walk-off, or
2: did we? That's what I want to ask you about. Ask me. And fans in general, I want to know how you'd feel about this. I've already formed my opinion. I won't tell you what it is. Who cares when it's a spring game and it's a tie? But if you missed it over the weekend, here's what happened. You got a 6-6 ball game. The bases are loaded. It's exciting. It's the bottom of the ninth. The hitter is getting all ready in the box. Here we go. Three balls. Two strikes. The payoff pitch. And here comes the pitcher to the rubber, and the hitter is getting ready. And Oh, I'm sorry. Ball game. Everybody go home. But for no, no. He threw the pitch, though. Didn't have to throw the pitch. But he threw the pitch,
3: and it was ball four. And so the batter is going to first because he, he believes won the game.
2: he's walked him off in the most anticlimactic fashion. However, he was not prepared. And by the way, That's just so people joke. understand the rule, here are the rules. You got this clock that you're going to see on TV. The pitcher, uh, you're, you're going to see by the eight-second mark, the hitter's got to be ready if he's not engaged it's a strike you have to be engaged right in other words you've got to be ready to hit you got to be in the box you got to be looking at the pitcher with the bat up and ready to roll okay you have to be there by 8 seconds or else it's a strike and then the clock as it comes down to zero the pitch has to be in the process of being delivered by zero or else it's an automatic ball <laughs> but are you ready for this let's say it wasn't 6-6 six, six. let's say it was 7 to 6 giants are at the plate 7 to 6 oracle park bottom of the ninth Bases are loaded, two outs. Jack Peterson's at the plate. And Jock, I don't know, gets distracted by a beautiful woman off there in the stands. Tommy Pham is in the third row. Tommy Pham is staring at him <laughs> with hot dogs <laughs> in both hands. And he's going to slap and Jack. a Fantasy football draft sheet. Pull, 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 <laughs> upside both cheeks with both hot dogs. I like it. And Jock gets, out. <laughs> gets distracted. He gets distracted. And instead of getting in the box, he's like, yo. Tommy Pham is over there. But then he's like, all right, I got this. And he turns around to get in the box. I'm sorry. Too late, Jock. We have all gone home. You're out. And as a fan, you don't even get the pitch. You don't even get that moment. You're going home because the clock expired on your at-bat. How's everybody going to do with that?
3: We're not going to do well with it, Mark. Do you think? It's... It's a joke, and I, I'm, all, I'm all. But for is the, it? it? Yeah. Yes. Like you're, but you're for the piss clock. I am. But here, and let me use other okay. sports as analogies. For example, in the National Football League, where you catch a pass with 11 minutes to go in the first quarter, and you run out of bounds, clock stops momentarily. We spot the ball, we start the clock. We get inside of five minutes in the fourth quarter of a game. We have. Wait for it different rules i run out of bounds now with 317 to go the clock stops until we snap the ball we have different rules it's a good point in the nba when we get inside of 24 seconds in a quarter the shot clock is off and i know it's a little different because the shot clock is greater than 24 seconds (laughs)
2: yeah on.
3: the point is the nba you get inside of two minutes, and now we have different rules as it pertains to fouls. If I haven't fouled you all quarter and I foul you twice inside of two minutes, we go to the free We're going throw, to the free throw line. line. There are different rules. So in baseball, we should get to a point where after the end of the seventh inning, we turn the pitch clock off. Or maybe it's at the end of the eighth or
2: inning. Do it, or do you get an extra five seconds? Just in the ninth turn inning. the damn thing well, off because okay. what we
3: love most about baseball, Mark, is exactly that. Bottom of the ninth. Base is loaded. Three and two count. Take all the time you need. This is why I went all the way to the game. I went there for this moment. Don't cheat me of the drama because the pitch clock is down to two. Turn that damn thing off.
2: See, but here's what I would say. Turn it off. You're talking about all the different rules, and you're forgetting those that are the same. Tom Brady is driving down the field. The score is tied, 24-24. There are 22 seconds left on the clock, and Tom's got the ball at the opponent's 27-yard line. And he is looking left, looking right. How many timeouts? He's moving Gronk up and down. No, he's got no timeouts left. Okay. There's no timeouts left, okay? And he is moving everybody around because they are going for the game-winning score. What happens when the play clock expires? It's delay a game oh, we didn't turn it off because it was late in the game and we'd just want to sit there and relax into the drama of the moment. Or well, that's completely different. It's not completely different. No, there's, because he could just not clock. snap the
3: ball. If they have the lead and there's 51 seconds no, left. No, they didn't have
2: the lead. I said it was a tie game.
3: No, but that's, I think a better example is what
2: they do with the 10-second runoff where they change the rule. I guess my point is that the shot clock doesn't ever change. It doesn't ever turn off. The play clock in the NFL doesn't ever change. We don't stop using it. In other words, why would you blame the sport if that happens? Instead, blame the player. Get your butt in the box and get ready to hit. Like, in other words, if that happens, if it does happen, you're down 7-6 tie game bases loaded two outs two strikes you get rung up because you didn't get your butt in the box on time who you blaming jock or baseball baseball really yeah see i'm blaming Jock. well
3: and again the whole idea of engagement is subjective because my engagement my pre-pitch routine may not be actually looking at and making eye contact looking longingly at the pitcher who's about to throw the ball so to me there's a subjectivity in these big moments we need to figure out what makes the most common sense. And I think commonsensically speaking, eighth inning, ninth inning, it's okay to turn the pitch clock off. The pitch clock is great. Games will be faster. Action will be happening at a more rapid clip. But the reason why we love sports so much are these big, dramatic, high leverage moments. And I don't want those moments corrupted by a pitch clock yeah. decision. I That's think
2: we'll get used to it. We will. Or, or they'll change it. Or they'll say, okay, yeah. ninth inning, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Something like that. And this so, is where, anyway. like,
3: you know, in football, they've got certain rules later in games, the 10-second runoff, right. and other things where the rules are changed late in games, and I think baseball will find its footing.
2: Um, all right, back to uh, Wiseman, um, or Wiggins, or whoever you want to mention. Uh, back to mention. Wiseman. 8- 888-957-9570. Uh, we'll get to your calls on the Warriors. I just looked down, I didn't even realize this. Kyle put a note on uh, on on our rundown down here. Today is the seven-year anniversary of the double bang shot. This is my favorite non-playoff shot in the history of the NBA. <laughs> This is my favorite non-playoff shot in the history of the National Basketball Association. They do have a timeout.
1: Decide
4: not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a step from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining! The
2: brilliant shooting of Stephen Curry continues! Oh, um, 12 threes. what a cute uh, uh, number! Uh, Mike my, my Brady, ESPN. I know Dave Lillard's like twelve, celebrating that uh, half. I give you one. Guess why that is my favorite non-playoff moment in the history of the NBA? Because and, and you liked the double bang call. Well, I do. Uh, there are a bunch of reasons, but one of them is number one. He I wonder if Cantor he can get her. On to it. the bench with his hands out, Kyle. And Kyle just nailed up. it. Kyle, j- you just nailed it. It is the fact, like, I'll never, ever, this will never make sense to me, that somebody could take two steps over half court and get into a shooting motion and have somebody on the other team sort of look at his teammates like, how the hell are you going to give him that shot? <laughs> He's 100 feet from the rim, Ennis. And, but that was that was the vibe that night. For Steph Curry. In other words, as soon as he crossed half court, you had to guard him or else he's open for like a wide open layup. And so the look on the Thunder Bench's collective faces (laughs) as Steph put that thing up in the air and there was an assumption that it was going to go in. And then you add in the call and the shimmy and just the history of that court in OKC and they were wearing their 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 sleeve jerseys that night too, weren't they? They're wearing their sleeves. Ah, uh, they're wearing the slates. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the video slates, right now. Yeah. The black slates. I tell you what, man, that's a moment. Underrated
3: underrated thing in that game. I was watching at a bar in Arizona with some friends, but I was at I was away from what? them. Watching at the TV, <laughs> when Andre Iguodala got fouled with like 0. .9 left or whatever, he was like a sixty percent free throw shooter that year, and they're down two. I'm like, there's no chance he's making We're these. Lose. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and hang out with my friends. I look up a little while later,
2: and I see the game is still on. It's an overtime. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he made him. It's uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Andre will surprise you. This will surprise you. Like, I mean, he is when he misses, it's so bad. And then you know, like he'll pull. How many like no, 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 no? Yes, three pointers in playoff history for for Andre Iguodala. I'd say there's, uh, I'd say there's quite a few. Um, but anyway, happy seven year anniversary, double bang, good for you.
3: And I'm just seeing that Steph Curry gave Mike Breen some shoes uh, to commemorate. The double bang. He got the first pair of bang bang shoes from Steph Curry. The guy doesn't miss a thing. He
2: does not. Steph Curry. Miss th- when was that? That wasn't this. A couple year. nights ago. Yeah. Oh god! Wow. It was to celebrate this year. Yeah,
3: the seven in from the Steph Curry wow. Twitter. Seven years to the day. A moment I'll never forget. It's only right. The king of the bang bang got the first pair. Mike Breen, thanks for everything you've done for our amazing game. We had to bring these back for y'all. Two hands
2: (laughs) in praise pose. I love the way you said that. He doesn't miss a thing. Seriously. Seriously. It just... The only thing right now that is a
3: a mark against him that keeps him from being undefeated is uh, the Atherton City
2: Council the town council. That's why, a fact. Why does it bother you? It though? doesn't bother me. It's, you, you bring it up enough. You've brought it up enough that, it, yes, it bothers you. When we talk about being undefeated,
3: you can't be undefeated if you have a defeat. But he's not, it's not a defeat. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, When yeah. he gets a seven-floor seven, uh, seven floor complex next to his house, it's an L. They'll live. And the L is for elevator.
2: Yeah. It's, just something, it's just something they don't want. They're right. allowed to not want something, sure.
3: aren't they? It just I mean if we talk about undefeated and you have a defeat you're not. Well, no one called him undefeated. undefeated. You said
2: that he doesn't miss it. He anything. doesn't miss a thing. He misses a few games. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but hopefully he'll be back uh Yeah.
3: And Anthony Slater said He uh, said I
2: don't think this week but technically, Sunday does not count as this week. I was thinking about week, that same right? thing. Right, Sunday is next week. And he also said
3: uh, we had Anthony Slater about half an hour ago or an hour ago. He said something about Wednesday.
2: We're expecting an update on Wednesday. Oh well, that's the so. Remember when they said we're well, he's going to miss the next four games, right? And we'll update you. Well, tomorrow night is the fourth of those four games. So, so Wednesday, so we Wednesday would expect, is the yeah. reevaluation sensation. Good, that's a is, buck. is what it is.
3: And hopefully, and my expectation would be. At that point... And (laughs) Anthony said that Steph Curry has been participating in active on-court workouts, but not necessarily scrimmaging yet. So hopefully Wednesday, the word is he's good to at least go out there and scrimmage. I would imagine
2: he's going to have to go through at least one full-court scrimmage before he plays. I will continue to predict Sunday in Los Angeles as the return for Steph Curry. And that is based on absolutely nothing other than my gut feeling.
3: I like that gut, yeah. and I like the guess, especially considering it's an ABC game, and oh. it's the first of three games on the road. I think that's a really good guess, and I'm sure ABC is, fingers crossed right now, Look,
2: hoping that it's Sunday. It's the first of a bunch of games that they ain't winning without him. That's what it is. Well, you can't say that anymore. I mean, this team I don't back-to-back know. wins without him. Right, right, against... The Wolves and the Rockets. A
3: plucky Rockets team. Shout out to lovely Christy. Are they plucky? Not at all. No. Hi, Christy. And Minnesota yeah. is... Minnesota should be pluckier than they are. Right. But they... They weren't last night. No. Something's wrong. They with, rhymed
2: with plucky. Yeah, it's yeah. sucky. Yeah. <laughs> is that exactly what I no, was yeah, thinking? I, I didn't think yeah. you were
3: going to go with, with another <laughs> consonant. That's not what
2: you do. It's uh, it's all sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. More of your golden state Warrior phone calls because we're getting something right now in the NBA that we don't usually get and I think along the lines of what Bob Myers said, we should enjoy it. Uh, We'll get to that. Coming up next, Steini and Goose starting to loom right here on Willard and Dibs.
3: Yeah, yeah, now. Back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game.
2: Urgency is the word that you hear sporting leagues talking about all the time. If you look at all the changes being made, I mean, we were just talking about the pitch clock. Urgency. How do we... I mean, this ridiculous mid-season tournament that, that the NBA talks about. Urgency. Urgency. But what, is it, what does it really mean? Well... Just, they still haven't figured that out. Of course not, which is why they haven't done it yet. But the play-in tournament. Right. What are we trying to do? The play-in tournament was to mimic what you would see before in baseball wild cards in, in the playoffs. Baseball loved that. The problem is, is they couldn't figure out how to extend it beyond one day. You play 162 games, and it's like, oh, the Twins and the A's are the wildcard teams. Cool. Everybody fly to Oakland, fill up Mount Davis uh, for the for like first time all year, and let's go crazy. That was unnecessary. Sorry. And then we're going to have a baseball game, and it's urgent because the loser goes home. One game. And I've said this for years. I can't watch the Twins play the Rangers. I mean, I can now because... Totally. (laughs) Pitching change. Correa. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't care when the Rays play the Orioles. But if it's one game, winner moves on, loser goes home, a sports fan can watch that. Yes. So that's what the NBA is doing with the play-in tournament. Let's create urgency. You can't do it... It usually, in a way that's just organic. You can't sit there and hope for it.
3: Right, but you don't still have that. Like, the Warriors have 21 games left. There's not that same urgency for the 21 games. If the Warriors lose to Portland tomorrow night, don't miss a dribble of it right here on 95-7 the game, they're not eliminated. So no, it's not what that What you're saying level. is there is some, some. urgency more with lowercase you. more than usual you know where there's real urgency and i love the fact that the morning roast is now doing their prep rally podcast that's urgency starting tomorrow the state tournament the northern california sure. the southern california brackets it's single elimination and i love that level of urgency march madness when we get to it here in a couple of weeks that is that level of urgency now the nba 21 games to go. The Western Conference is wide open. 26 of the 30 teams in the association are still alive. There is some urgency, lowercase u, and good for you, NBA, yeah. because the play-in tournament has given
2: you some lowercase u urgency, and I love that. Well, you're talking about the Eastern Conference earlier and how, like, for instance, even Orlando is still alive. However, we can also look at the Eastern Conference and say this. The one and the two seed are going to be Boston and Milwaukee. I don't know which order, but that's your one and your two seed. Okay? Your three seed will be the Philadelphia 76ers. And your four seed will be the Cleveland Cavaliers. And your five and your six, in either order, will be... I think so. Brooklyn? Well, okay, that's a special I mean, <laughs> circumstance because they don't have their players. Well, I mean, come on, Mark. But, but the Knicks are going to be either the five or the six. If Brooklyn totally tanks, then that opens the door for someone else.
3: But then you've got Atlanta, the, which fired its coach. They're right? fading. Toronto's on the come. The whiz, you don't know. There, If you're a Eastern Conference team, there is at
2: least some sense of urgency based on the The way the seeds bottom, five through the, 11. Right, the bottom, the bottom. Like, couldn't you work at the Bulls? Are they going to work their way into the play and maybe knock somebody out? But at the, at the top and in the middle even of the Eastern Conference playoffs, we essentially already know what's going to happen.
3: Well, the East, I think, is an interesting one because you could take Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cleveland and imagine them all being into the Eastern Conference semis Boston v. Cleveland, Philly, Milwaukee. By the way, as a second round series, Oof. that's going to be nice. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, you're probably right, and that's for really, really good teams. That's more of an atypical, yeah. like NBA flow. The West. Good luck figuring that thing well, out. They, well, so that's what I'm talking about, and and I think Silver just said it wrong when he said. Adam li- or Mike? Adam. Thank you. Um. Adam said. At the All-Star festivities, which were not very festive, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said this is the most competitive season in the history of the NBA. And a lot of people are like, dude, it's the most mediocre season in the history of the NBA. you got to say it like Richard Sherman. Mediocre. Uh, to three? Yeah, no, I it's like, a, the effort. like it's it's neither of those things. It's not the greatest season in the history of the league, but it's also not something I'm going to blow off because while i'm i'm granting it's not single elimination basketball over the weekend post all-star break felt different especially because the middling area has the star power it usually doesn't have if i go to the eastern conference we're like hey the wizards and the raptors what and the bulls <laughs> and the pacers are battling it out oh boy Name a player. Wake me when it's over. You could get this somebody's got a DeRozan or something and Levine, Reggie and Miller. Whatever. Like right, Reggie Miller's on the team. Is it Chris Webber still on the, the Bullets? The Raptors where Kawhi, oh sorry. Anyway, you all get that. you get what I'm saying like I it's do. a bunch of just yeah. But the West. The West is sitting here Mr. With, West. First of all, the top level of this whole thing just acquired Kevin Durant. Kyrie and Luka are playing in the middle of this. The four-time champs with Steph Clay and Dre are, are are in this. LeBron and AD are bringing up the rear, wait, trying to wait, make a run wait, into this. Wait a minute! No, oh, they're in the mix.
3: They're I thought mix. you were asleep on the Lakers. I am.
2: How dare you mention my Lakers? I'm like not that. asleep on them making the play-in oh. tournament. I'm in, I'm asleep on them mattering in the end. Guru has a bet with Stiney that they are a top ah. four seed in the West. Is there anything that Guru and Stiney only, have not bet on? Well, and this is and where... It's much quicker, less. This oh, is where
3: I feel for Guru because they get into these on-air debates. Right. And their show is terrific noon to three, but <laughs> Stiney kind of goads him into it. Guru gets revved up, kinda. Did you just say kinda? Well, I did fifty-one weeks with him, Mark.
2: Believe me, I, I know. I, I know rubbed off on you some, so I know about goading sweet, people into play off. he yeah.
3: learned more from me about radio in those fifty-one weeks than he's learned in his entire <laughs> 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 career. Well, quite well, right, frankly. fun brag about that, you. but anyway. Well, I actually, I made him the host that he is today, <laughs> okay. and he's a winning host. But yes, Guru gets revved up, and he falls into these bets. However, Guru bet him that the Lakers would be a top four seed. And the Lakers are only three and a half out of the four seed. The
2: Lakers will not be a top four I'm seed. I'm
3: not saying that they're going to be, Mark. That's actually I'm simply laughable. pointing out facts. To, well, you've been sleeping on the Lakers for far but too long, and that's going to come back to haunt you. No, it's not. When the Lakers are the eight seed, you can't. and they advance to the playoffs, you're going to have egg on <laughs> your pretty little face. No, I'm not. I did not say that they can't be the eight seed. You slept on them. You said the yes. Lakers are no factor. The I, Lakers are done.
2: I will sleep right you through the 1-8, the 1-8 matchup. with Denver. Half the Lakers beats the Lakers in five games. I'm not worried about it, not even a little bit. Um, I the was Lakers th- are only three and a half out of the four. Yeah, but that's so absurd. he's not dead. It's of course it's absurd. You're not gonna one, two, three. Four, carry nine, the three. Two, carry the two. Seven. You got to pass eight teams. One, four, six. So there's three. They're seven, not. Bad. They're seven, not. they to pass seven. They're not. Teams. Bad. Well, no, they got to pass the Suns also. That's a good point. Yeah, they got to they pass eight teams. They're not gonna pass eight. Teams. They've got the longest win streak in the West right now. They better win them all. Then they can be the four seed. You're not losing any more games, Lakers. Incorrect. The four seed is probably going
3: to be 45 and 37. And the 11 seed is probably going to be 41 and 41. It's going to be that tight. So, yes, the Lakers need to go on a run. You don't
2: know that, though. They no, might. but I'm projecting.
3: They might need to win them all. Not to be the four seed. Yeah. I, I look at the at the West right now and yes, Sacramento continues to defy the odds, but if you want to give Sacramento the three, go ahead, you've yeah. already crowned them. Uh, light the beam and that's wonderful. Seeds four through 13 are separated by four games right now. Yeah. So if you want to look at like buy or sell on all those teams, okay. I'm selling Utah, I'm selling Minnesota. I'm with you. I'm selling New Orleans. I'm buying the Lakers. And I guess I'd have to buy one other team, and I don't know who that team would be. The
2: Golden State, buddy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm the for Golden sure. State Golden Warriors. State Warriors. That's all you need. Um, no, I'm, look, I like what the Lakers did at the deadline. They are they are a better team today than they were uh, a week and a half ago. I'm still asleep. I'm still asleep. You, you're, you're about to wake up, I'm, son. I'm still asleep. They, they, they shot 17% from three-point range yesterday. And one. And yep, won yep. the basketball that's, game. That's more and
3: Jason Kidd came out and basically said... <laughs> I don't even know why we're in this Seriously. <laughs> he talked uh, about maturity. Uh, and, God. I mean, you're getting ripped by Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good God, and no D'Angelo and Russell
2: either, man. Well, yeah. Just wait. Yeah, that's why they won, uh, probably. Because man. they would have shot 14% from three Seriously? of the He still He's won. I know. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, listen, they're... I, I get it. They're better. They're better. They're not good. Hard but for you to say that. I know it was. They're b- 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 better. I would
3: love to see them at least threaten a top four seed. I know it's a, it's really no a, it's very
2: far fetched,
3: but just to watch Guru be able to pump
2: up his well, chest a little I, bit. Four games. First of all, four games with twenty to go is a lot. And second of all, it, is, it yeah. is. And second of all, four games is not the same as just like we're chasing someone who's four games ahead of us. You're chasing eight teams. You're telling me they're all going to play poorly, especially when a lot of them are playing each other down the stretch. Like it's just that's not. That's, pay him now. Pay him. I can't remember what that bet is. Hey, that's ninety his money. Which is Over. more far fetched? Warriors win the chip, or
3: the Lakers are a top four seed?
2: Oh God, both. Yeah, man. Sorry, Which is Go. more far-fetched? Lakers, Lakers being a top four. Lakers being a top four. Absolutely. Um, all right. More of your phone calls, and then here come those crazy gamblers, <laughs> Steiny and Goo, uh, next here on uh, Withered and Dibs. Now back to Withered and Dibs. Take it away,
1: Mark.
2: You sure you want to take it away? Because I got some things to say. You know what? I don't like Warrior players saying take it away. Too many turnovers. It triggers me. Give it away, Mark. Yeah, Uh, let's not do that. Let's keep it. Keep the rock. Put it in the hole. Win some basketball games. Dame Lillard coming back home tomorrow night. Yeah, not. I mean, kind of a homecoming.
3: They don't play in Oakland anymore, but but, uh, you know, it's a virtual homecoming. And by the way, Warriors pretty judicious with the rock last night. Well, they have only 14, I'm sorry, only 16 turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Well, They did a good job, didn't foul too much, possessed it pretty well. Jordan Poole, 5 for 20 with four turns?
2: I, My God. Gosh, doesn't it feel like the Jordan Poole conversation is just getting started? Oh, he stinks. Is it just getting started or is it just about started. to end? No, it's not just about to end. Um, I, I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a massive contract extension that kicks in next year.
3: Correct. I don't know if you're aware of this. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. so
2: Also correct.
3: Think about it in terms of the future you're, of the organization. You're predicting yeah. a, no
2: Jordan Poole. A, a, a Jordan Poole trade? I'm not
3: predicting a Jordan Poole trade. I'm predicting this. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole both will not be Warriors next season. That I'm predicting. Agreed. So, in terms of a prediction, either Draymond opts in, and they trade Jordan Poole, or Draymond opts out, and they keep Jordan Poole. I think those two things, I think it's more likely that Draymond opts out. I agree. But, is there a sense within the organization, at the end of this run, let's say that they make it to the Western Conference Finals, and it looks like... This team still has one more good quality, good old-fashioned run left in them. Steve Kerr's got one more year. clay has got one more year. Draymond opts in, and Bob Myers decides, I'll sign a one-year deal just to be coterminous with Steve Kerr. What then? Um,
2: we bring back Jordan Poole. I've already said, I'm, I'm on record, that there are two there are two results in these playoffs if the Warriors get there that make things really complicated. One is arriving at the conference finals and then losing, especially if you don't, if it's not that close, like if you really get handled by somebody. The other one would be arriving at the conference semifinals and taking it to the end, losing in seven games to Memphis or something like that. I know that's a painful thought, isn't it? But those two results will be very, very difficult for the Warriors to figure out what to do next. Because you weren't, like, on the doorstep of a championship. You didn't make the finals. But, man, you you do feel right there. You feel like this is still competing at, at a higher level than maybe the regular season would suggest. But at the same time, you're far enough away where it's like, are we foolish to go back and try again? Like I don't know what quote-unquote run-it-back looks like next year. They tried the best they could to do that this year. They lost Otto Porter and GP2 only to then reacquire him. Yeah. But to the best of their ability, they got to the end of last year and they went, we're going to do it again. We're going to enter James Wiseman into this and do it again. And it didn't look anything like we thought it would look because it never does. But let's just say that it comes very close. Maybe they make it to the Western Conference
3: Finals, and they lose in seven games.
2: Well, again, Then it starts to become a little bit more clear, but even then, I mean, you're asking... I just happen to think Draymond's opting out. I do too. And that's not because of anything that really has to do with the Warriors, other than the fact that I think Draymond Green is still viable enough for someone to offer him a very healthy three-year deal. And he'd be crazy not to say yes. Unless... They get to a point where they
3: feel like they're an eyelash away. Let's say they go to the NBA Finals and they lose in seven games. Okay. And Jordan Poole has the same impact this year that he did last year. And by the way, let me refresh you with the numbers. Jordan Poole in the NBA Finals, 20.8 minutes a game, 13.2 points yep. per game, including game five, he played 14 minutes. Game six, he played 18 minutes. You didn't need him. He was largely unpoolable, which is to say he was unplayable. Let's say the same thing happens this year. Jordan Poole gets subjugated again, and you go on a run. Right. Is it is it too far-fetched to think then that Draymond would think, I'm going to opt in. I still get my bag down the road. I'm going to opt in for one more run Maybe. as long as...
2: We do something with this Jordan Poole. Maybe, but then are you... It's a you, little far-fetched. But And are you actually running it back? Like, let's not hey, GP2 like, again next yeah, year. Yeah, but taking Jordan Poole off the team means you're not the same team. As much as he drives you nuts, as much as we don't like all of the decision-making, and as much as there are questions about who he can be, this is not the same team without him. That's a fact. They cannot win right now without some production out of that spot. So if you trade him, what are you getting in return? Isn't it saving you any money? Or are you, uh, like... Well, you're well, probably getting a good quality grown-up veteran because Jordan Poole next year is making $28 million. Right, but for how much? And does that help you? Like, Jordan Poole is a player who has the bird rights here with the Warriors. Anyone you're acquiring, unless it's a very short-term deal, like somebody who's got a year left at that price... I, I don't know if it helps you at all. I don't know if it saves you anything. Yes, you would remove a five-year. He did five or four, four, Jordan? Four. You're removing four years off of your books, so maybe that's something that the Warriors would do in exchange for someone who's on a short-term who they think can help them win now? Right, and that's what it would have to be. Jeez, that and sounds it, like a deal that would be hard to find. It- depends on the player and it depends on the situation
3: and again it would be predicated on this veteran core making another run and Jordan Poole having the same impact that he had last year which is to say he did not have a $28 million a year kind of impact last year in the playoff run.
2: In the championship finals run in particular. Um, I'm just trying to even think of who the players are that uh, that that would fit into that situation. Um... And and honestly, no one comes to mind. No, like, yeah, I. I it's going to be so fascinating, and yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying like crazy to like push the thought off. Of course, Bob Myers because, told us
3: just stay in this year, right. enjoy
2: this year. And I am like, I again, yeah. like I felt urgency in watching last night's basketball game that we have not felt very often in uh, in regular season games. But by the same token, it's really hard to hold off because. To, to try to imagine what this offseason will look like, to try to imagine them figuring that puzzle out right. and still looking like a competitive team when they get back on the court in October, I'm just being honest, man. It feels really hard right now. It feels...
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.